broadcasting from the Blanchestan Centre. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. All your days are belong to us. We'll do it live! Tide goes in, tide goes out. Never miss communication. Video blog. It's over 9,000! My name is Foxy. The balls are inert. Objection! New barrel roll! Don't take me, bro! It's a trap! It's time to do Hey, everybody, welcome to Phoenix 32.5 FM. And if you're listening to us via Nerd to Know Media.com, my name is Dara Connor, and you're listening to Nerd to Know Basis. I'm joined on the line by Mr. Bryn O'Rourke. What's up, Bryn? Ah, God, it's been a while. It's been a while since we did one of these and forgot we were doing them. Your schedule is really, schedule's terrible, so you're very hard to get on the on the, on the Yeah, yeah, well, like, these, again, I have, like, a birthday every other week from February to April. So, you know, it's it's hard to get to get time aside for yourself like that. That's like my September. My September is like yeah. atrociously bad for that, but the rest of the yeah. year. Yeah, like I had to, to um, uh, but I suppose that, like, I mean, I've been trying to, like, I was supposed to change broadband provider for the last four weeks. I did it today. <laughs> you know, like, it, uh, it's just so hard to get stuff, to get certain things done. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. How are you doing, man? I'm good, man. Busy, tired, still really tired. Um, yeah, jet lag hitting you hard from oh, your little gallivant to the states. <laughs> like a brick wall. Um, it's really bad because my body got my body really likes San Francisco time because it's mm. like you know that's 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 that, well that's usually when you're like awake here. Exactly. Yeah, that's why it's so perfect. It's like this is just great. Um, mm. But now coming back is like oh god, yeah, <laughs> hell. Um, so yeah, Irish time is not fun. So I'm still kind of dingy. Is I've been dingy for a while, but uh, Comic Con was cool. It was interesting. To do yeah, that. that's cool. I saw one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life, which we'll get to. Um, and not in a good way. I mean, like in a bad way. Mm. And uh, yeah, a lot of interesting experiences over in the states yeah. as well. So we have a lot to talk through. And so I think first, Sweet. so I think first things first is going to touch base that Comic Con was on over the weekend, which was. You know, I wasn't there Saturday, and obviously we weren't covering it as much because you were, you were uh, busy with a birthday, and I was just there on the yeah. Sunday. But you know, a, a great, uh, great day out as well um, for everyone who was there. Um, Sunday was obviously a little bit quieter than Saturday, which was nice to be fair because it wasn't super packed. Um, yeah, less furs for you. Some really cool panels I heard on Saturday, so you know mm-hmm. that was that was interesting. Some cool guests I got to meet. Uh, Jason David Frank, who plays Tommy in Power Rangers. Mm. That, that was super cool. And uh, overall, I think it was a, a successful experience. You know, shout out to uh, my friend Leanne, who does not the beads. She's a, a fantastic yeah. crafter who makes like Julio beads and stuff as well. So check her out. Um, and also, thanks to Olivia for setting us up with uh, tickets for the the show uh, for the, the Comic Con and the shows and stuff like that. so that was great so you know what's coming up next is the summer Comic Con so I think we'll we'll obviously be covering that a little bit more uh, in depth 
um, going forward. But if you guys haven't heard the interview, it's up on our uh, up on our SoundCloud, and also on iTunes as well. So nerdsnowmedia.com is where you can check out um, what you can expect at a Comic Con if you've never been there. But we would recommend it because it's um, it's unlike anything else that's on this time of year anyway. So yeah, you know, it was it was what it was. Uh, and then after that, Bryn, um, <laughs> I went to go see Captain Marvel. Uh huh. Oh, so there's a couple of things like people are saying, oh, you know, there's like a trolling campaign where, like, you know, the feminists are saying, oh, you know, it's empowering, blah, blah, blah. And then you have the trolls saying, oh, it's horrible because she's a woman. Yeah. It's just like, okay, this is a ridiculous conversation. So I went in with like a, a clean slate kind of thing and yep. I fell asleep three times. Yeah, but that's probably more to jet lag than the film, I would oh. argue. Oh yeah, no, it was, it was. But I woke up, and every time I woke up, something really cringy happened. So then I went back yeah. to sleep, and I'm just like, oh, it was two hours that I'll never get back. Yeah, um, I would, I would argue that you technically didn't see the film. Well, uh, I, you were asleep. <laughs> the, same, the same thing happened when I watched Lolita Bada Angel, and yeah. that was incredible. Even though the fact I kept falling asleep during it. Um, mm. I saw enough of Captain Marvel though to the point like if I to be fair if I wasn't asleep I would have walked yeah. out because it was it was that bad yeah um, well I actually saw it as well so I wouldn't like I'm, look I'm not going to say that the film was like amazing or anything I would say that it's not like the film the film for me was like I would say it was one of the weaker uh, outings for Marvel films it's I, I have a tough time it's, it's weird because like I mean, for me, like for me, the the weakest, the definitively the two weakest films aside from this would be Incredible Hulk and Iron Man Two. I see, but here's the thing: like, I think the major problem with the movie was that there was a good movie there. It's just Brie Larson is not interesting in any way. Well, I think the I don't think that the arc for the characters are interesting in any way. No, because she's exactly the same person. At the be- at the end of the movie, it's just the beginning. Nothing changes about it's it. It's more it's 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 more like the yeah. I mean, that, that's actually a genuinely good point. Cause it, but it, it kind of remind me of um, do you remember when Andrew Andrew Garfield was doing Spider Man? Yes, and the way they true. the way they the way they had him playing Peter Parker was mm. as a cool as a a laid back mouthy kid, and the way they had him play Spider Man was as a laid back mouthy superhero. And you're like, what's the difference between these characters? Exactly. There's no growth. And, like I mean, there it's I mean there it's a bigger problem because Peter's legitimately not a mouthy person, um, whereas like I mean with it with this it was just a case of like um, I feel like I don't I don't feel like the film was trying too hard I just don't feel like especially after the the last I want that the last like the the last run of films starting with. I want to say Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Mm. And then you had Spider-Man and you had... Or maybe uh, it's, uh, yeah, Spider-Man. Uh, well, like, yeah, I mean, there were kind of blips in there, but like, there was like this, there was this, it seemed like a conceited effort to try and have like an emotional arc uh, take place for at least one character in a lot of the films that we'd seen. So that we'd seen from Marvel over the last while where like, um, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy was a very, very emotional ending. Um, and then, like, you know, like even, like, some like uh, Black Panther has, like, a very emotion-driven, has an emotion-driven conflict. 
between the hero and villain, which is which is kind of what you want to see in a film anyway. And then you know the way they depicted Thanos was really really like was again a very emotive experience. And this was a story where like the the char- like the it wasn't so much like that there was like a character growth. It was just that they were just going well. She has amnesia, and at the end of Act Two, she doesn't have amnesia anymore, and that's kind of. It, it was kind of like a lot more of like telling rather than showing, if that makes sense. It was the George Lucas style of movie making where characters, um, would just, characters would just appear and say really awkward, stilted dialogue and then kind of move on to the next scene. I think the biggest problem as well was tonally it was all over the place. Like you had like a really serious kind of really boring opening act and then um, it kind of just switched into Guardians of the Galaxy all of a sudden and then kind of went... Well, I, I wouldn't say it was like really awful about tone i would just say that like it um because i didn't feel like it was uneven tone wise i just felt like i mean like one thing that i felt one, i remember saying this like as soon as i pretty much as soon as i came out of the cinema i felt like she was told that she was a funny character more often than she told that she said something funny which is a problem for me i kind of go like no i'm an audience member i decide if someone's funny <laughs> like you know, um, like I would say that you know, come away going, come away from Die Hard. I'd go like John McClane's a pretty funny guy, even though he only says like two or three funny lines. Mm. But she definitely said more than that. But I don't come away going she was funny because they kept telling me she was funny, and it's like it's it's the problem with the char- with the character in general, even in the comics. Like mm. Captain Marvel is not in, an interesting character in the comics. Mm. You know, like, okay, right. Let's take your your examples of the weakest MCU because I disagree. I think I actually like Iron Man two quite a lot, and I like yeah. the Hulk. Um, oh no, I'm not saying I'm not saying that I dislike those films. I'm just saying that if I'm ranking from top to bottom, those ones are at my the bottom of my list. Fair. I, I like say, those films. Like, I would say Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. two would be quite weak for me, and you know, obviously yeah. Black, Pan- Black, um, Black Panther and um, yeah, that other train wreck. That masquerades horror movie is up there too. Um, but at least they they had compelling through line, you know. Yeah. Like this really served no purpose. Well, it's a vehicle to get to to get to Endgame. I don't think so, though. Here's the thing. I, I was expecting that. I was. What I, I, I look. I'll be honest. What I was expecting from this was. A very, very safe middle of the ground movie where it's like. Well, I think it was that. No, it wasn't. It didn't do anything that was safe. It was just boring. Yeah, but what's the, like what's the difference between a safe film and a boring film? A safe film would be as you, Iron Man two. A safe film would be um, the Incredible Hulk. This was just boring. The the most interesting thing, like here's the thing, Samuel Jackson I thought was pretty cool. Um, he was yeah. really good, obviously. Um, yeah. Well, but they had him play like a sunnier, a sunnier Nick Fury, which was, you know, was a nice breath of fresh air for the character. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, you know, it was everything. I think the best way to sum this up is everything around Carol Danvers, mm. Brie Larson, was awesome. And there was a good movie there. It's just as soon as it turned to horror, the movie fell apart. And it was just like, wow. And 
the end credits spoilers the end credits scene with the Avengers kind of being a clip from Endgame it's like yeah if she's going to be like the new Iron Man as in like the focus of the Avengers this is going to go south really quickly because she just doesn't have the acting chops to be able yeah. to hang yeah, well, with the rest to of be fair, To be fair, I, like, I came away from the film and I was like, I am so glad that she has this and not Ronda Rousey, who is also a front runner for the role. Oh, um, that would have been way worse. <laughs> that would have been so much worse. Yeah, so that it's like, so much worse. <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, it, it's one of those things where you go like, you know, and again, like, I don't, you see, like, I don't, know enough about I, well I, I know Brie Larson more from the Lego movies which by the way the sequel is fantastic it is um, I loved it I loved it you know like uh, the sequel is like so so good dude but also like, Scott Pilgrim come on she's Scott Pilgrim yeah I don't like Scott Pilgrim you're wrong no <laughs> like no <laughs> like well I say like I don't like it I'm not saying that I hate it I'm just saying like it like, Scott Pilgrim just doesn't really do much for me. Yeah, but I you mean, know? like, she was very good in that movie. She actually, like, oh yeah, ironically, being like the the more restrained kind of character that she is in that movie, she was mm-hmm. able to convey more emotion than she was in this movie, which she's supposed yeah. to be a much more emotive character. It's yeah, weird. but I, that's that's the problem though. Is I think the story that they were telling with her just didn't have like an emotional center to it. Um, like. Who was the, like who was the bad guy? Um, Jude Law. I see. That's the thing, right? He was. We were told he was the bad guy, but yeah, he wasn't really. It was just from a point of view, you know. Again, from my point of view, the Jedi's. <laughs> you know, it's like he wasn't really evil. He just didn't like the scrolls. Which, to be fair, there was a good reason to like the scrolls because in the comics for the past yeah thirty years, well, I, I thought that was. Yeah, I mean, like, this isn't the first time the MCU used to have flipped the script on, um, on like uh, established canon. You know, here's the thing as well. Jump strike to mind. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Right, like up until this point, a lot of people, like even ourselves, we were talking. You know, are the scrolls going to play a big part in the next ten, you know, five, ten years yeah. in the MCU? You know, because you can do a lot with them. Yeah. No, you can't. Yeah. Like, you can't have an event where you can't have secret invasion. You yeah, know, well, the, I mean, the, th- the thing about that is, like, you're also assuming that the scrolls were tricking her. You know, which, you know, the scrolls, they totally could be. Mm-hmm. So, it's, then, I, 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 I don't think, I, you see, like, when it, comes to, when it comes to doing stuff like that, I don't, I don't think that potentially uh, leaving yourself open to going, well, the bad guys lied. <laughs> isn't you know, isn't necessarily like a bad position to leave yourself in. Mm. Um, like, I think again, like for me, the the biggest problem I have with it is it just didn't. I just don't feel like there was much of like an emotional aspect to the story, because like even when she was like, "Oh well, you you betrayed me. You lied to me," you're like. Yeah, but it doesn't like it doesn't feel like um, it doesn't feel like it's that big a deception because I don't know that like the story just doesn't give it that breathing room, you know. I, I, I feel like a big the biggest problem with this like the, the way that they told the story just didn't allow for that like for that moment where you go oh my god 
the it was the Cree who were evil all along. You know, they just kind of go, oh, by the way, they're they're actually bad guys now, and you just like, oh, okay. And the, but even yeah. still, even still, like with the, it felt like it was made by Marvel's like D team. You know, it's yeah. like oh, here. Oh, so- Go, go out there with some cameras and make a movie. We don't care what it is. Just have it done yeah. by this time. And it's mm. like, oh, like we touched on this when we were talking about Black Panther, where it's like mm. a lot of the CGI kind of looked a bit spotty here and there. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, yeah, but that but was... But the still, story never did. <laughs> like, exactly, you know? yeah, that was still a decent story. You know, it had like yeah. the best Marvel but villain it, so far. But this was just kind yeah. of like, it was all kind of like, I'll just do mm. whatever you want. You know, it just it, it felt yeah. a parody of... No, sorry, not a parody. It felt like a, felt like a Fox Disney movie. Yeah, but what it's like you know, um, like I mean, even comparing it to like again, just trying to bring up Lego Movie because Lego Movie Two because again, it was fantastic and you should really yeah. watch it. But like the way that they that that film revealed its villain, like it, it completely makes you go like, oh damn, that's actually so much more. Like it just it just upped the ante on the emotional charge for the film. You know, and I thought, like, I felt that, that, like, that the way that they, they, like, even though you can, even though, like, if you're used to films, you can see, the, you can see the reveal coming, but you're still like, oh, this is actually much more engaging mm. on an emotional level. And there's just nothing like that in, uh, in, um, in Captain Marvel. And but I find that to be such a shame, like. There was one or two good scenes in it that, it, yeah. that made it worse. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like the, the, the come as you are scene. Yeah. I thought that yeah. was like such a cool, interesting way of doing yeah. that. The, even the way the yeah. scene felt, it was all kind of cool. I'm like, that's actually awesome. And it, yeah. you know, that was a really, really well executed scene. And I, really, uh, and I really enjoyed the kind of like banter that she had with Fury as well. It kind of felt like a cop yeah. movie. And I'm like, yeah. It's like you had good ideas, but the execution. Yeah, so. I, I think it was just like the for me, like the because like I don't really feel like the movie had blemishes. I just feel like it was really good, like really good spots around not a lot of everything else. Yeah, like um, I, th- I think I think the rating of thirty four percent is fair, but not for the reason that some people may have. Picked. Yeah, but also yeah, have, yeah. Like, the fact that it has a critic rating of eighty six percent is is absolutely scandalous because it's not that. Yeah, but I think you have to also you also have to remember is that like the that kind of rating is a thumbs up, thumbs down. It's not exactly like it's it's not a, like eighty like eighty six percent of critics going, yeah, it's good is it's not the same thing as going eighty six percent of critics gave it four and a half stars. Yeah, true. You true. know, that's it's not the, like I mean like I would I would come away from the movie going, yeah I liked it, but I wouldn't be raving about it. I'd be like, yeah, it's it's good. It's 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 worth a watch. It has like it has merits to it. I'm not like, going to say like I I don't think for a second it's as I wouldn't put it like I wouldn't put it for a second in the same caliber of film as I would put like a um, I wouldn't put in the same caliber like same caliber quality as like Man of Steel. Well, here's a question you know? for you. Here's a question for you. If you're if you didn't see this movie, knowing what yeah. you know, would you have to watch it before Endgame? Um, no. Yeah, see, that's the problem. 
And I think that's the yeah, fundamental. I, no, see, that's the, the fundamental. Best, that's, that, that's the fundamental problem with this. Yeah, but okay. Well, well let's put it, let, let's put it like this: If knowing what you know, what films out of Phase One would you say were mandatory for enjoying the first Avengers film? All of them, I'd say. To be fair, all of them, because they all kind of serve a purpose. They do kind of build except, up. Particularly, except hold on. Except, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Because that payoff when they're in New York. Mm. is kind of like a celebration of all those movies yeah what I would but what I would say is that like it's in terms of like required knowledge Cap is really important Thor isn't important um, like I would say Hulk isn't really that important either and out, barring one or two things from Iron Man 2 it's not important yeah, you but know, so you're left with like two films out of what four? <laughs> you know, it's yeah, but you know, it's, it's like I understand what you're saying, and you're right, but it's I'm you're starting, yeah. I'm starting to see the I'm starting to see the cracks in the MCU. Yeah. You know, oh, totally. But this is always going to happen. This is always going to happen. Like I, as soon as um, as soon as the uh, end game hit, I was like. I, he's like, God, I really enjoyed that film. I think the last comic book film I really enjoyed was to this extent was Flashpoint Paradox. And then I went, oh, no. Because <laughs> after Flashpoint Paradox is when we started seeing a dip in quality from the DC animated films. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. Because, <laughs> you know, that's, uh, that's very much... I mean, like, uh, like Flashpoint Paradox, in my opinion, is the best... Um, Justice League animated film that's been made and that like it would be it would be a shame if the if Endgame doesn't work out I hope it does I think that there will be enough there I think um, see the problem is like with Captain Marvel in it it kind of It'll if it just, it'll take a lot of the sting out of all the other kind of arcs and stuff that we've been building up for so long. But um, hopefully, hopefully it'll be handled. Hopefully it'll be handled in a way that'll actually be a satisfying payoff. And you think it will be? I would. If it's put money on it, I think it will be. But I don't. I don't. I don't think it'll be as satisfying as we want it to be. I feel like it's going to fall... You know the way, like, it, after the kind of the setup that you got for Empire Strikes Back and you go into the Jedi and you're like, it was satisfying, but I thought it would be more satisfying. Mm. I feel like it's going to be that kind of... I think it's going to be that kind of feeling again. Right. You know, and I, I love Return of the Jedi, but I don't... I also don't think that Return of the Jedi gives the level of payoff and emotional satisfaction that you want after watching Empire Strikes Back, you know? And I feel like it'll be the same kind of thing here. Um, Because, like, I mean, if nothing else, like, uh, the um, Infinity War was the Empire Strikes Back of, of this era of filmmaking, as far as I'm concerned. So, I would like to... I, I say it's like it's a good sign, but it's also a bit a bit sad <laughs> because you're going like, oh, I think we're we're on the downward trend now. <laughs> you know, like it's 
I was sitting in the cinema and I was kind of like sitting there going, there were four or five ads for comic book movies. And I'm like, I'm kind of sick of seeing comic book movies at this point. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I think a lot of people are at this point. Like, I mean, um, I remember talking with uh, one of my friends who, who he got like he got sick of uh, comic book films around the time of the second Avengers film, and he was saying, "Well, like, you know, what would you want to see happen with comic book films?" I said, "Like, I want small comic books, comic book hero stories, you know, where it's like." Um, you have a Spider-Man, you have a Spider-Man story, and it's him. You know, I mean, it's not even really about him being Spider-Man. It's just him struggling with a, like doing like a day in the life story with Spider-Man. I think would be a really fun film. Kind of like the you game. Know? Just hmm? kind of like the game. Yeah, kind of like the game, but you know, like something that is just a bit more like small scale. Like that's one of the reasons why Dread holds up so much for me because it is just such a small scale story. Yeah, it's, um, so, it's so self-contained. Like, yeah. But even if you were watching, like, um, you know, I, I think even if you were doing like, a, like a murder mystery of Batman, I think would be an excellent film. And I'd watch the hell out of it. You know, where you just basically you're doing Poirot, but it's Batman. Do you think that could work? You know. Um, well, I mean, I based that purely on the fact that, like, my my all-time favorite Batman book is Long Halloween, which is a murder mystery. So it does suffer from the sequel, though. You know? It suffers from sequelitis pretty badly. Yeah, but I, I think you can again, like, Long Halloween does have a sequel, but it's something where, like, Batman's always going to have a sequel anyway, but. If you just tell, if you just try to tell it, um, yeah. So like, when it comes to the sequels, like I just want them to, I just want them to wrap up the arcs they have. Like you know, do two more Spider-Man films, do like finish off the Guardians of the Galaxy films, um, you know, and like whatever doesn't have a trip, like you know, do do one last Ant-Man film. So mm-hmm. we're we're gonna take a break, and when we get back, uh, a whole bunch more here on Nerd No Basis of Phoenix ninety two point five FM. Okay, so you're listening to the podcast and you're wondering, well, what if I want to listen live and I'm not in Ireland? Well, don't worry. Go over to www.nerdsnowmedia.com. On the webpage at the bottom, there is a link to the Phoenix FM stream. Check out the details of the show you want to listen to and you'll be able to catch us live. Don't forget to tweet in nerd2, the number 2, no, 92.5. Of course, you can contact us via the contact tab on the website over on nerdsnowmedia.com. from the Blanchestan Centre. This is Phoenix FM. Okay, everybody, you're listening to Phoenix FM, Near to No Basis. Uh, thanks very much for joining me. I am not alone. I am joined by uh, DCC Press Coordinator, Olivia Fahey. How are things, Olivia? I'm good, man. How are you? Very, very good. Uh, thanks for joining me this morning. It's, uh, it's great to have you back on the show. Oh, no problem. So we have uh, coming very, very quickly down the pipeline, actually, uh, the spring edition of DCC on March the 9th and 10th at the Convention Centre. You know, this is something that kind of rolled out last year where we had, you know, two editions of it, but massive response. Very, very successful. Uh, Congratulations on the expansion. 
Oh, thanks very much. We, um, yeah, no, we were absolutely delighted. And this year we've changed the weekend for the spring edition. Last year it was Easter weekend, so it it did a hell of a lot better than uh, than anyone sort of told us it was going to be. So we were really, really chuffed with that. And then hopefully now with it being um, just a little bit earlier in March, we should um, we should be able to keep everyone happy this year. I think. <laughs> mm. I'd say uh, from from being there at both of them, I, I you know they were the busiest cons i've ever been at and that's saying something even when i was over in london and stuff people just really have seemed to hone in on on this now as an event and the 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 crowds were huge going from you know kids up to teenagers to adults like yourself myself it's it's great to see that it's super mainstream now has there is that the response that you guys have been getting yeah it's it's been great to see just like even just from my own personal point of view, it's like I've always been a big fan of comics and geekdom and things like that myself. And to see just such a wide variety of people who people who've never even been to a Comic Con before might come and then be like, Oh, we're definitely gonna come back to this one, we think thought this was great. Mm. It it's so fun to see now that the Comic Con is cool. Yeah. Like it's not the it's not the thing to be teased about anymore, which is great. Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, it, it, and particularly in Ireland as well, where it kind of took a little bit of time to to get going, but now you, you have everything from people just going to it to to buy a comic or to, to, to cosplay and stuff like that as well. It's just, it's it really is an event, a mainstream kind of thing that people can go to and have a great time. And, you know, you guys are the best um at it oh shucks no no no, no, no you, you are now I, I must say I, I i wouldn't i wouldn't steer my listeners wrong um because, well after seven years i'd kind of hope that we would be. Ah, that's true that's true that's true um but e- even the location in the convention center now it's nice and central and it's uh although what's weird is when you're going to it and you see a couple of people in cosplay and you're like this is kind of you know you forget where you're going and then you walk out you see them walk out of a spar or something and you're like this is hilarious. You know? Yeah, a, we're on the Lewis in the morning when you're going in and you, yeah. <laughs> you meet Spider-Man on the Lewis. Yeah, you're like, oh, there we go. <laughs> you know, um, But yeah, so not only have you added to this and made it a little bit earlier, but you've kind of expanded it out. So they're kind of t- tell the listeners maybe what's new, what can they expect this time around? Well, so last year, um, just what you mentioned there that we've changed it up a little bit. So last year at this time, we did, we did a lot more focus on anime just because we knew that anime is a hugely popular area, but it didn't wasn't really getting the attention that it deserves. We decided to dedicate the last um, edition, last spring edition, um, to anime, and then the little bits that sort of worked from that we've now incorporated into the main show in August. But then also we're bringing it back again now to the spring edition. Right. So we'll we'll still have the cosplay village, and um, so if you have any like accidents with your cosplays and your props and things like that there's also like the cosplay hospital and things like that there so there'll be there'll still be a lot of those sort of aspects sort of incorporated in and um, we're going to have some screenings uh, taking place throughout the day also um can't tell you who exactly yet but if you keep an eye on the website that should be announced soon sure. um we're also um oh no can i tell you about that one now no i can't there's been a little hint put up on the on the Facebook page and on the website about how we've got um, some beautiful owls coming. Um, so a few years ago, we had the Game of Thrones Direwolves yep, I um, remember. in attendance. Yep. 
So for this edition, then we've got a, we've got some lovely and beautiful owls coming to uh, coming to check out what we've got going on at Comic Con. Oh, there's some guys. Then also a new thing that we've started is we, we've teamed up with uh, John and Brenda Romeo, and they are going to be helping us with our um, indie game dev day on Friday. So if you want more information on that, that can be found on our Facebook event page and then also on our website. There's quite Very a cool. few little new little different things that we like to we like to try out because at the end of the day, if it's the same thing every single year, the people who do come every single year, they're going to get a little bit uh, a little bit tired of it. So we like to we like to try the new things and keep it a bit fresh. See, that's pretty cool though um, to, to keep it relatively local as well by breaking into the have the industry context there with uh, John and Brenda Romero like. Um, folks on game development who else to learn than the creators of doom you know no exactly it's it's, it's amazing you know but also uh, as from a comic perspective as well the the comic guest list is quite good with irish and international names and the actual guest list as well um who are you excited about personally to to meet with the the guests that you have lined up i have to say i when i saw the guest list this time around i marked out literally like a (laughs) six-year-old it's Oh, see, that's a difficult question to ask me just because, especially with this year's lineup, it is just, it ticks so many boxes. Yeah. Like, it's, like, you've got um, James Masters from Buffy, you've got Kevin Sorbo from Hercules, you've got um, Jason David Frank, uh, Power Rangers, like, those three uh, shows were, like, really big in my childhood. Same. But then you've also got... Um, Jonathan Frakes from Star Trek, who I always thought was absolutely amazing. Doug Jones, he like I know him as Billy Butcherson from Hocus Pocus, which is one of my favorite films. So he was in that. It, That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. He was. It's one know. of those films where you kind of like, of course, because he's always in all the prosthetics. Mm. You're never a hundred percent sure, like if it's him or not. But yeah. yeah, no, he's he's been in so much and then like to top it all off we've got Doug Cockle who is of course um, in The Witcher mm. and it's just yeah no I think it, it's just such a great group that we've got this year and then as you know we've got um, Pam Klemchief will be back in August she unfortunately starts press for Avengers Endgame so we'll uh, you know so we'll hopefully have her back now in, in August which is great it's one of the strongest lineups um, I've I've seen in any Irish uh, any Irish con um, in a couple of years actually. Um, I would say like big heavy hitters, um, and even if even if I wasn't I wasn't going going um, before beforehand, I would reading this definitely. I was like, no, you'd have to go. Uh, personally, just to me, uh, Jason David Frank, you know, I have to. I'm a huge Power Rangers fan, obviously. Uh, James Masters you know those guys alone it's just it's unreal you know uh, fair play that's something that I, I think is going to be very very popular with with, with the, the the nerds and geeks of, of Dublin so congratulations oh thanks very much and it, what, what's always great for us is that when we do get in touch with um, with certain like performers and things like that that majority of the time is we get an email back saying oh yeah one of your prior guests was actually telling us about that and they'd be quite interested because of their feedback so it's always lovely for us to know that our guests are also like picking us up to their friends and things like that. So it's, mm. yeah, no, it's lovely. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, and you know, I would encourage everybody to, to go over and check the website, Dublin Comic Con, 
um.com to, to kind of see more details and everything we're talking about but not only that as well there's also interactive sets which you guys are you know famous for now they seem to get better every year cosplay village uh panels um i'd say actually uh myself and Bryn, we kind of we overdid it with the panels last time around we wanted to cover everything that we could and there's so much to see, uh, Olivia. Yeah. It, it really is uh, an exhausting uh, process. What pa- do you have any kind of insight into any panels that are coming up, or will we have to wait? You're going to have to wait and see. They haven't been announced yet, but there's definitely going to be ones that cover all the different sort of areas for sure. Like we've got a great variety this year for sure, and yeah. No, you just have to wait and see. I can't say oh, any more than that. Okay, okay. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, and then there's guest signings, guest photos, the Trader Hall, which is always, you know, you pick up some great deals there, uh, craft tables, and then, you know, your gaming section. One thing that I noticed an improvement as well, that the the gaming has really kind of grown out. So VR was there last time I was there, and um, now you're bringing in more kind of like uh, Fortnite and stuff like that as well. How's that? What caused the change? It was mostly feedback from the guests and we sort of knew from our own observations that the way that it had been like set up and things like that, like it wasn't working exactly the way that we wanted it to work. So from feedback from, um, from patrons like yourself and, um, just like regular attendees and things like that, we were just like, okay, let's sit down, let's sort of see what, what way, what, how can we make this better? Right. And over the last, I think, two cons, I think we've really, we've really sort of honed in on that. And then especially having like the, some of like the indie games sort of like down the corridor and things like that. They've got their own dedicated space and then everyone can sort of hang out and chat in there and try them out. So I think it's great. Okay. And, uh, you know, that's, that's great to have that kind of accessibility because sometimes with what are the cons, it can be difficult because there's so many people but you know it's great to see such a great improvement and that you guys listen to feedback and look i'm not surprised that you listen to feedback because it gets better every (laughs) year um okay olivia before we we wrap this up is there anything you want to um you want to kind of tell the listeners just that if you've never been to a a comic-con before don't be turned off like it's a great day out we are what i always say is that we're a family like we're a group of fans organizing a convention for fans. So we will always have like everyone's excitement and best interests at heart and things like that. So mm. we would always love to see new faces coming in, but we also love to see uh, returning faces as well. So if you're thinking of giving it a shot, then head on over to our website, www.dublincomicon.com and um, you can check out all we have to offer there okay guys and i encourage you to do so tickets are still available uh you can get them through the website and uh of course um olivia thank you so much for your time today i really appreciate it no problem at all thanks so man no worries all right guys uh we'll be back after this short break here on near to no basis on phoenix like 2.5 fm i have to say man i was playing playing more a lot of mortal kombat recently i've got super yeah. into mortal kombat which is weird because i didn't think i loved mortal kombat so much but i do um, and I was playing Mortal Kombat XL, so I'm almost finished. I'm about ninety three percent into into finishing it. And then I, I you know, I been watching a bunch of videos on it uh, in general, and I'm like, wow, I think this might actually be my favorite fighting series of all time. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, I personally, I never had that um, affiliation with it. I just had. I didn't think I did either. Yeah, I just, <laughs> just I just happened. found that like the I love the story, but I don't like the the mechanics around combos are done 
Um, it's just I, I just never really was able to engage with it. I much preferred um, Tekken was always much more in my speed for um, for I like how the combos work in it because I feel like you can kind of figure out how the chains work mm. a bit better. Um, because like when a combo doesn't work, you go like, oh, it makes sense that it doesn't work. And then whereas I find that when in the way that the the Mortal Kombat games are made, the Mortal Kombat combat system works is that like if you don't do things exactly right you're like i have no idea what i did wrong here well see there's a, there's a couple no. of things on that like it's the games have changed so much that mm. it, they are pretty much three different type of games the oh, first yeah. one is you know your 90s combat the one that came out around the same time as tekken are not the best games like deadly alliances or like that but the newer ones yeah they're just they're so fluid and fun Oh yeah, like I'm, I'm even specifically talking about the newer ones because I remember I got the I got Mortal Kombat X and I also oh, okay. got the um oh the what's the Justice League game? That, oh, Injustice, yeah. Injustice, I like Injustice yeah. a lot actually. But like Injustice again has the exact same, uh, it's the same engine, like yeah, they're the uh, same game. They're yeah, exactly like they're the same, same game. game. It's just like, but like you know what I mean. But they have the combat works where sometimes you can just do a combo and you go like, I don't understand what I did wrong with this combo, but yeah. it didn't go through fully. And I'm not a big fan of that. Fair. Um, at the moment, actually speaking of fighting games, because um, uh, for anyone has who has a PS4, I don't know if you saw the January sale, but oh my god, there were some incredible sales going on in the sale this year. What'd you get? Um, I got US UFC three for twenty quid. Wow, that's not bad. Yeah, well, considering it's eighty, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, there's been there were yeah. some pretty good. So I I did nab some pretty good deals over the Christmas. Yeah. I will say, the, great sale. The one the one thing that like disappointed me the most about uh, UFC three was that I couldn't beat the crap out of of, CM, uh, of terrible friend CM Punk, um, which is what I really <laughs> terrible <wanted> friend. <laughs> oh my god, is that a new gimmick for you, Bryn? Terrible friend CM Punk. New gimmick. New gimmick. <laughs> When when was he ever a good friend? Is what I want to know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, there was some pretty cool, uh, some pretty outlandish rumors there about AJ Lee. That apparently she's she was difficult to work with too. Oh, shocking! And I'm like, well, she did marry him. Obviously, yeah, they're very similar in some way, if, or they wouldn't have stayed you, together. So yeah, if you if you read the book, if you read her book, you're like, yeah, the two of you belong together. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, they're yeah. nice in person, though. To be fair, comic books shops. Oh, like, I mean, there's be there's a difference between being nice to a complete stranger and like <laughs> telling your friend, "Don't worry about about this court case that you could have easily avoided. I'll support you financially." And then going, "Sorry, bro, you have to pay you have to pay a mortgage that you definitely can't afford." Like, you're on you your know. own. Yeah, that's pretty harsh. Like it, there is a difference between the two of them. Like being nice to someone for five minutes and being nice to someone for five years are two very different things. Fair, fair. But speaking of some bad news, I will have to say actually, uh, dude, I'm devastated by this. This really sucks. Mm -hmm. Microsoft is going to end support for Windows Seven next year. Yep. Why? Because that's what Why? they do. Like everybody likes Windows Seven. Nobody Everyone likes liked Windows, Windows XP too, but like that didn't stop them from ending support with it. Yeah, I know, but Windows XP was banjaxed. You know, Windows Seven is great. I'm using Windows Seven now as we speak, and I love it. You know, I think it's yeah. great. And if I put Windows, if I put Windows Ten on this PC, it'll kill it dead. So I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, totally. 
but that's what, what like, am I supposed to do? Like, you know, um, oh, well, there's a really, really simple solution for you, Dara. I'm not going to put Linux on it. I have my Linux machines, but Dara, yeah, it needs to turn. It needs to turn. <laughs> it needs to become a Linux a, host. A Linux host. Actually, um, <laughs> we should have a Linux segment every week where we just <laughs> this Linux week's watch. <laughs> <laughs> this week in Linux or Linux Watch, I think they're pretty cool. Um, oh, yeah, God. so it was a good series on YouTube where your man actually's like, "Hey, I'm gonna you know get the worst machine I can and you know upgrade it." So he took this yeah. absolute piece of garbage and uh, <laughs> you know upgraded it to okay specs, and then he ran Hannah Montana Linux on it. He's like, "Look how great this is." I'm sorry, and he apologized. Yeah. You know, this is just a Beaver distro as well. Oh, that's I'm not surprised. Yeah, I, I saw it and I can't. It's like Bebian, that's what it's called. Oh my god, Bebian, of course. <laughs> Bebian, I love it. <laughs> I saw like a Reddit thread about that where someone was like, um, like, why would someone, any, why would anyone think that's a good idea to make that? It's like, because it's really funny. Like, look at this person thinking that making a distro for a pop star is really funny. <laughs> like, uh, like I, you know, there's actually, um, I was trying to do something there during the week uh, and I didn't want to put full Ubuntu on, on the VM. Mm. So I started looking for lightweight VMs and uh, Lubuntu, which is like yeah. low Linux. It's actually great. It runs so nice. But now I, I did just put full Ubuntu on it because I needed it yeah. um, to install Rails on it. And uh, oh, it works so... like It's incredible how little RAM and resources it actually needs to run. Yep. perfectly on a VM well, compared and to and Windows. And then there's like um, L, L, uh, Lubuntu, which is yeah, smaller even, again. Like, even smaller again. Yeah. And um, oh, it's great. Like I mean, it, it's it, like it's, uh, for anyone who has like a, an old lap an old laptop, and they're going, well, like what can I do? Like put on L, uh, put on Lubuntu onto it. And yeah, there's a, it's oh, a question that I see a lot. You know, people are like, oh, I sh- should I scrap my old laptop? And it's like, no, um, or even a desktop because there's loads you can do it actually we have the same thing at home where we have a, a desktop that's you know xp right it ran xp and it's just sitting there and we're talking about stripping it and turning it into a nas um yeah. which is something you can do you can get open media vault which is a linux distro as well and it just turns the whole thing into a network basically a private cloud yep so um you know that's something that we're looking at doing and i would say you know do that yeah. unless you talk about vpn to that and the way you go yeah, well, unless you need a computer, you know, if you need a computer, then install Ubuntu or, you know, what what's yeah. it? Um, Last OX is open source one as well, and then there's one. Yeah. Um, there's loads of different, loads of different uh, Zorin. That's also looks yeah. like wi- Windows. I don't know. There's this weird resistance towards the Linux for some reason. We talked about before we went on air yeah. that in the in the workforce, the IT workforce, like twenty percent of people have Linux. Yeah, but it's, it's crazy. I think- um, I think it's one of those because like it's just seen as a bit chaotic and a bit um, like a bit of a head wreck. And like to be to be fair, like I have Ubuntu on uh, on a partition on my machine, mm. and I have to reinstall the drivers for my Wi-Fi card every two weeks. <laughs> I don't know why. Fair enough. I have to do it every two weeks. And it's really annoying, and there's no help for it online, and it's really annoying. 
And then I could go, I just get frustrated and go, I'm putting on Windows again. And then I put on Windows and Windows runs fine, which is really annoying because I want to use, I want to use my Ubuntu partition. Like, yeah. yeah, Windows runs fine until it doesn't. And stuff like this is one of the times when it doesn't. And I'm like, I like Windows 7. Leave Windows yeah. 7 alone. Like, I heard that they were going to bring out... Uh, Leave 7 alone. <laughs> I, they were going to bring out uh, support where you could pay yearly or something like that for it. If Windows brought out, like, a 10-year pack where you'd pay a, yeah. a fixed fee of, like, 40 euro for support, I'd pay that. Yeah, but you know it wouldn't. No, be, it would be ridiculous amount of money. It'd be like yeah. you know forty euro, forty euro a year, and I'm you'd like, be basically no. paying enterprise prices yeah. for a home for a home OS. But like, what's it? Numbers came out there that Windows 10 actually did take over seven around the world recently. So yeah, you know, there is that. But I don't know. Like, it's just it's frustrating that you know I'm probably gonna either have to put ten or risk putting ten on this, or else strip it down to Linux because it's just like. Yeah, well, you know what you're going to do then, strip it down to Linux. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Uh, It's just annoying. But hey, you know, for anyone who we lost there, it's like, what's Linux? It's like, guys, seriously, Linux is cool. Actually, speaking of which, I had a Raspberry Pi there and I wanted to figure out how to SSH into it uh, without using Wi-Fi. Uh, You can SSH into it via USB. SSH, this is a secure shell. What's the H for again? It's a secure shell. Secure shell. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Secure shell. Yeah. yeah. So, like, basically, the idea is that you're able to securely just remote into the command line yeah. of the PC. It's very like for um, in terms of, like for admin purposes, it's great because it means you don't actually have to be on the. You don't even have to really be on site. No. Uh, with it, you can just as long as you're on the same network, you can actually just. Um, uh, remotely access it, and it's very, very useful for being able to move around different systems. But it's more common to see it done with, um, with uh, Linux. You can actually install uh, libraries and stuff like that for uh, for Windows, but uh, using remote desktop protocols tends to be mo- much more popular. That way, you get to have the whole uh, go- uh, graphic user interface yeah, uh, exactly. to play with. Well. Exactly. So, and the same principle applies here. Yeah, oh. but uh, Bryn, I tell you, you know, it's weird. Every time we start the show, it's like we're almost ready to to finish it. You know, right? We're coming up now to the last five minutes, and it's the fastest show. It's, it's the fastest it, hour of the week. It's fastest hour of the week. It really is. Uh, you know, and like, you know, we, we literally just we we have a list of topics, guys, but we just sit and st- and shoot the you know what. So if you guys yeah. if you guys have anything that you want us to talk about, let us know yeah. uh, because there is a lot. Uh, yeah. to get through with, with certain things but we, we try making our own notes but that just goes out of the window once uh, one of us goes on a tangent and that's the show over <laughs> that's, that's what happened that's what happened today you know you, yeah like, absolutely like, I didn't <gasps> don't worry guys next week we'll keep it the superheroes okay that, that that's like that's not gonna happen <laughs> like like guys send us in your notes and then we can use them and then we could go no no they brought they gave us things to talk about we have to do it so anyway i was having a cheese sandwich oh i love cheese <laughs> <laughs> did you know that cheese was invented in <laughs> Oh no! But seriously, guys, if you want to contact us, there's uh, a bunch of ways to do it. Yeah. So you can re- tell us your favorite cheese. Yeah. So <laughs> what did you think about post nine eleven America? <laughs> um, oh. at Bryn. So at cast underscore Bryn 
cast underscore cast. That's the one. That's yes. The one. So anyway, um, yeah. If you want to reach, I us want through- to know your favorite cheese <laughs> and what you thought of post nine eleven America. <laughs> oh man, what what a weird combination. So this <laughs> the best way for you guys to reach us is to go over to www.nerdtoknowmedia.com, um, and that will give you our beautiful website with links to geeks of the industry, with links to our Twitch show archives, yeah. iTunes, Spotify the whole bunch and then you can contact directly there by clicking on the contact button and that will open up your uh, Gmail account or, or if you can just email us directly nerd to pfm at gmail.com if you don't want to do that and rather go through the Twitter it's at nerd to the number two no 92.5 and uh, yeah they're the best way to reach us or on Facebook there's no excuse not to get involved Bryn before we finish up this Truly bizarre edition of Nerd to Know Basis. What would you like to plug? Um, geez, Louise, uh, you kind of ran through most of the plugs there, so I have no idea what I want to plug. Right on. Um, yeah, um, yeah, get Ubuntu. It's great. We I love like li- we love Linux. <laughs> we love two things here: cheese and uh, cheese and Linux. Yeah. So and, and like. Politics from a decade ago, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, listen, if I could go back to one time, it would be 2002 till about 2007, and I just yeah. loop a Bandersnatch style there forever. That's one thing we didn't talk about. We'll talk yep. about it next week. Um, um, but until then, guys, um, my Twitter is at DarrowWV. Of course, uh, Bryn's Twitter, if you want to add him, is at yep. cast underscore Bryn underscore cast. So until next week, guys, I've been Darrow Connor. He's been Bryn O'Rourke. This is Nerd to Know Basis on Phoenix 92.5 FM. We'll talk to you then. Bye.